Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. My name is Marco Iacchini, and I'm a cross-asset strategist from the CIO team. On today's episode of the podcast, we'll give you an update on three key signposts that we flagged earlier this summer and implications on value equities. Lastly, we'll give you some perspective on the recent sell-off in gold. Joining me today from this conversation, I'm glad to welcome Steve Bryce, our Chief Investment Officer. Without further ado, let's start today's conversation. Steve, we talked about earnings, economic and monetary policy, and COVID trajectories as three key signposts to watch this summer. Can you give us an update and, uh, and, and tell us more about their evolution so far? Yeah, so thanks, Marco. And, and so let's go through them one by one. So obviously, on the earnings perspective, um, that's been unequivocally positive uh, for asset markets. So in our, in our two favoured markets, for instance, um, the US and Euro area, we've seen an outperformance. So, so earnings growth expectations are already very strong, but US has outperformed those expectations by 16% so far. And the euro area is 20, 22% above uh, those expectations. So we're seeing a very sharp increase in expectations for uh, H2 uh, earnings expectations as well. So overall, it's been very positive from that front. In terms of uh, data and policy, um, so you know, just some things that's happened over the past week, I suppose. In the US, we've seen the jobs report remain very strong. Initial uh, jobless claims have uh, continued to fall. Uh, and actually, quite importantly, inflation is showing some signs of peaking as we expected it would do. So particularly if you look at it on a month-on-month basis, uh, July inflation did see a significant deceleration. So uh, we are looking for that to be a strong growth and relatively modest inflation environment, which is good for asset markets. From a policy perspective, um, obviously, we, on the fiscal side, we had the one trillion infrastructure bill uh, being approved by the Senate. Uh, we wouldn't actually overplay this. It's not that material in quantum. And also, it still has to uh, pass through the, the House. And I think more important is going to be the, the, the 3.5 trillion budget bill um, that the Democrats are going to table um, in the coming uh, in the coming weeks. Um, because both are tied to that, actually. So, you know, we need to see that come through. But overall, it's still better than we were a a couple of weeks ago. On the monetary policy side, this is where people may be getting a little bit uh, edgy. Um, But we would say see this as largely as taking the foot off the accelerator rather than hitting the brakes. So obviously, we've seen Fed officials coming out saying that they are getting increasingly positive around the environment and and that means that maybe they could taper um, earlier than expected. Our census was still going to see tapering coming through in, in, in Q1. Uh, but normally that doesn't really affect asset markets uh, until we get to uh, constraining monetary policy or uh, when uh, monetary policy is tight rather than still loose. And to get there, we need to be at least 2%, above 2% interest rates. Um, and obviously we're a long way from that. So overall, the earnings data, earnings data um, economic data and policy is still supportive uh, of risk assets. The one area obviously that uh, you know is very mixed is the COVID trajectory. So we, we mentioned a few weeks ago that the UK experiment of vaccinate and live with it uh, is really, really important to see how that goes. Um, we, on the positive side, we've seen hospitalizations tentatively peak. It's weekly data, so we only have one data point. So obviously we're going to be watching that very closely. Um, but if that has peaked at much lower levels than we've seen in previous um, COVID waves, um, that would obviously be a very big positive for this idea that you can vaccinate and live with it. 
um, negative side, uh, we are seeing uh, cases accelerate again in the UK. And obviously, we've got concerns now in Israel, which is vaccinated pretty well, uh, and also China, which is, is which is going along that uh, vaccination route as well. The only caveat I'd say to those concerns is, you know, we, we, we were talking before the Delta variant came through that 70%-ish uh, from a vaccination rate uh, was probably required to, uh, to achieve herd immunity. Um, only three countries, according to the FT tracker, have, have actually hit this so far. Um, so, so from that perspective, we still have some way to go. And obviously, the Delta variant could say that actually we need to, that needs to be over 80% now. Um, so this is, this is likely to remain a key uncertainty as we go through the rest of this year. Um, obviously, that's in the developed world, but uh, especially in the emerging world. So we have something we need to uh, keep an eye on. But overall, we're still constructive on risk assets, um, given, given the uh, balanced view of, of the factors we've just gone through. Thank you, Steve. That was very thorough. Now, one more topic I wanted to touch on is uh, that of value equities. We have a current outstanding theme of value rotation, and we saw that we gave up some gains uh, during Q2, but it looks like perhaps that the tide is starting to turn in favor of value again. Uh, what can you tell us? Yeah, maybe just very quickly review the thesis for our uh, uh, preference for value. So, Basically, we saw a very dramatic underperformance in 2020, and our view was that as growth, inflation, and bond yields rebound, um, then we're going to see uh, value recoup a lot of that uh, those losses and underperformance. That worked in Q1. We've seen some weakness in Q2 and more recently. Um, but overall, we see, think that tide is starting to turn. The 10-year bond yield has started to move significantly higher. And also, if we look at the technicals, uh, we saw a, a significant rally in value, both on an absolute basis, but also from a relative basis um, uh, this, this past week. And market positioning suggests that growth areas may experience some consolidation or pullback in the coming months. You know, we've seen some what we call market diversity is declining, which means that it's a, becoming a more crowded trade and therefore uh, is unlikely to extend dramatically. Um, so therefore, we continue to um, favour value. What does that mean? It means we like financials and energy, for instance, uh, over growth areas of the market. Uh, from a regional perspective, uh, it means that these are supportive factors for the UK and Euro area, uh, which we believe are likely to outperform alongside the US over the coming six to 12 months. Thank you, Steve. Uh, one last question before we end today's podcast. It's on gold. Uh, we've seen gold move quite uh radically or in a more volatile way, uh, responding to the recent economic data and policy talks. Now, is it time to buy the dip or what's the picture here, uh, long term versus short term? So from a, a sort of six to 12 month basis, we still think gold is uh, valuable from a portfolio diversification perspective. Uh, we have it as a core holding, which basically means that we expect it to perform broadly in line with a diversified allocation, delivering positive returns. In the short term, we see 1700 as being key support, uh, and we see dips uh, to, to around this area uh, as being a buying opportunity. So the sell-off in Q2 of this year uh, also fell to similar levels. Um, and if we look at the drivers of gold, one of two key drivers that we have are real yields and uh, the dollar. So if real yields remain very low and the dollar weakens, as we expect, that's generally supportive of prices. We've seen some divergence in that perspective. Um, but given the fundamental backdrop and the technical support, we think a buy and dip strategy is probably optimal at this stage. Thank you, Steve. 
That is all for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining our conversation. If you'd like to learn more or read our publications, please visit, visit our website at se.com under Market Insights. As a reminder, if you enjoyed our discussion, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.